I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Discovery Call. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we're going to talk all about lead magnets and email marketing. Now, these are things that every online business owner either already has, needs to create, or has been thinking about going back and like checking up on that email sequence, right? Like, have you ever gone back and like looked at it and realized, ooh, <laughs> I need to update this? So, we're going to talk all about this with Toby Miles. She is a conversion copywriter who specializes in these things. And you're going to be really just inspired to really dive deep into this and hopefully connect with Toby after you listen to this podcast. I want to remind everyone of the goal in 2023 is that every guest who comes on a discovery call gets five coffee chats and two discovery calls. This is an open invitation for you to continue the conversation on the other end. You don't just have to listen and move on. You can, but you don't have to. And this could be a new connection in your network or potentially someone you can work with. So without further ado, let's meet Toby Miles. Welcome to the podcast, Toby. Can you tell the audience a little bit about you, what you do and what you're all about? Yeah. I'm Toby, uh, and I'm a conversion copywriter. So essentially what that means is I work with other entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to help them grow their email list, decide on a really good on-brand lead magnet to get the right people onto their list, and to help them through email marketing, uh, sell products, launch programs, launch memberships, whatever the goals are, uh, is is how I spend probably about 99% of my time in those types of things. I also do some website copy as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. I can see that, that, that support is so needed because we know that we need things that will bring people in. We know that we need the lead magnets, but there are certain techniques and how to do that effectively. And yeah, so that is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's become a passion of mine. You know, I have had my business for three years. And when I started out, like a lot of people start out, I thought I was going to do all the things, all kinds of writing, no matter what it was. And it took me probably a year and a half to really dial in the things that I was really good at and what people really needed help with. But that was kind of how I got to where I am now. I love emails. I love writing emails. And you know, it sounds like super weird because a lot of people have huge distaste for it, but, but I love it. I love, I love crafting a message as if I'm speaking to one person, which is kind of like the, the, the secret sauce of writing. It is. Yes. To really reach that person that is reading that. And so you must create a lot of email sequences, like master the art of that email sequence. And do you help people set up like a welcome sequence and just really probably all kinds Yes, Excellent. for sure. Like if somebody doesn't have a welcome sequence, that's a good place to start. I do a little bit of like detective work. If I see somebody who I think is doing something really well, or maybe they're even struggling, or maybe we've had a, a connection call and they're just wondering what they need help with, I'll hop onto their email list and see what happens once I'm on their list. 
some of them are great, but some of them also could use a little bit of help. Like, what do you do when people are on your list? Once they get to your list, where do you go from there? You don't want to just leave them hanging. You, know, you brought them there for a reason. So what happens? What's the follow on after someone gets on the list? So if somebody is fairly new to business or they've had a business for a while and maybe they've spent like more time on social media, social media is great for getting people onto your list and for, for being social and letting people know who you are, and what you do. But mm -hmm. you really want to kind of get them into your community, into your fold and sort of bring them along on your brand journey. And email is a great way to do that. And it starts with your welcome funnel. It does. Yeah. So if you send for someone's email list and then all you hear are crickets, like there is mm -hmm. nothing coming, <laughs> you know, nothing going on. <laughs> this is an opportunity. This is a huge opportunity. Yes. It is such a good point because that really is part of that nurturing and you have to kind of establish, you know, your, your personal brand, but it also, it, it's a, such a small thing when we think about it, but that does solidify a trust factor. If I signed mm -hmm. up for something and it comes to me, then okay, like this is legit. But if you sign up and there's just yes. nothing coming in, it it might mm -hmm. not seem like a big deal, but it is one of those micro trust things that can be broken. So yeah, for sure. And also, I think that it's you know it gives you that opportunity to really set yourself apart. What makes you different from other people that may be in a similar role as you are? Uh, and how do you? like a lead magnet, maybe it's a checklist or a guide and people grab that. Like we all, we all know how these things go. I've done it myself. I've wanted something and then I get, start getting emails and they have nothing to do with what I originally signed up for. So I hit unsubscribe. And so in those situations, it's sort of like you know, the bait and switch. And so through your email, you really want to stay consistent with what it is you're trying to help people with. And the lead magnet is really just kind of like a jumping off point for that. So you want to, to share how you can help people, but also connect with them in ways that are not salesy, just by like sharing personal stories, share a time when you struggled, all those sorts of things help to kind of build those connections. And so you mentioned lead magnet, and I would love to mm -hmm. unpack that a bit more because I know that is something that I, is sitting on a lot of people's to-do list right now. Or, you know, maybe you just need to spruce yours up. But I think it's also people have a hard time thinking, what do I do for my lead magnet? What is something that hasn't been done already? <laughs> right? Right. And so right. how do you coach someone through figuring out what their lead magnet even should be? Right. So it's actually what your people actually want and need. So, and that, and what I'm about to share is it applies to pretty much all of your email marketing and that is it starts with research i have a i've established a three-part framework and i didn't event invent it but i came up with my own my own acronym acronym for it and the acronym is red so it's research art and data and so what i mean by that is when you're in the research phase you are doing, you're literally doing research. You are doing customer interviews. You can go on the internet and do uh, customer review mining. You can look at what your competitors are doing, research that way. And essentially what you're doing is you're, you're looking to see what your people are actually saying, what they're actually putting out into the universe. And you use that information to come up with your lead magnet, but also to craft all of your messaging 
using their actual words and using their actual pain points. So all that being said, I would not, I would not stress that somebody tries to come up with something that's never been done before, but rather choose something and do it in a way that is really going to resonate with your dream client. So you get the right people onto your list. I like taking that pressure off. You don't have to completely do something that no one's ever done before, right? but just to really tailor it, really customize it for who you are creating this for. And I love the fact that you mentioned the research, because I think this is something that people sometimes skip. Imagination isn't research. Like, you know, if you might have a really good picture of who this person is, but yeah, like, and think what they need, but that's not, that's your imagination is a good place to start but you need to back it up with some data, some actual conversations. And yes. so I I love that you brought that up. Yes, yeah. everything starts with data and you can't be lazy about it. And I'm not trying to suggest anyone is lazy, but you can't just skim over it and then just dive right into the writing piece of it. I would say that I spend probably more of my time on the research piece because when I do that, the writing almost writes itself and it doesn't really obviously, but it makes the writing part of it so much easier. So don't skip over the research. Don't skimp on the research. If, if there's a time limit, then you have to honor that time limit and, but try to do as much as you can in the time that you have. It is. And I feel like that's always a good sign when you're trying to write something and it's just not coming very well. You know, it's just not coming together and it feels very, very hard Oftentimes what I go, what I do is circle back and think, I think I need more research. I think I yeah. need to, you know, do some more research because what, when I have everything I need, it just comes a little easier. It's still hard sometimes, but yeah, it's not like pulling teeth. <laughs> so for exactly. sure. For sure. And what you think someone needs might not actually be what they need. So I would definitely recommend not just saying, oh, I think my people need, you know, a lead magnet about oh, I don't know, changing tires or something like that. You know, instead it might be uh, what's, what should you have in your car through the winter to make sure you're safe? You know, something very much more specific. Would you have any examples of lead magnets that you have recently seen like work pretty well? Because I know there, there is a wide range, but like what are some examples of lead magnets that you have noticed that have done well in the industry? Yeah, so um, I've been seeing more and more quizzes, which I love because people love to take quizzes, especially if they're short. Uh, you can capture someone's email list. And at the same time, you can really find something out about that person that then feeds into the research that you would be doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. So like they, they're getting something and you're getting something. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. And so people love, and especially when they're not too long, people, you know, everyone's time starved. And so making it short enough that they're willing to do it. And then they get some sort of result in the end that, you know, is fun for them or insightful for them. Uh, checklists are also always good. Uh, a checklist to do a process for something. And then templates are also good. Again, it kind of all goes back to the time starved humans, entrepreneurs, whoever your audience is, like we all could use a little help not starting from ground zero. So templates also work really well. 
That's a really good point because, you know, if people view you as an expert in what you're doing, they're going to be really confident in the template you give them and the checklist that you give them. And I, I, I love that. Those are really good ideas. So hopefully everyone's just thinking of really good ideas. Now, I believe you have a lead magnet that's about lead magnets. Is that correct? (laughs) I do. Someone said, oh, how meta of you. And I I thought, (laughs) yeah, I guess I, I didn't plan it that way, but yeah. So my lead magnet is 99 juicy lead magnet ideas to help you attract your ideal client. And it's, it's filled with ideas, um, all different categories, all different suggestions. Um, if you can't find one there, then, then, you know, there's something wrong with what I'm doing. Cause there's so, so many, um, things to kind of like spark your own imagination. Um, right. And any of your listeners can grab that over on my website on tobymiles.com. Love it. We'll definitely include a link to that. That's awesome. So I'll give some, some people really good ideas. So do you have any myths that you would like to kind of take care of when it comes to conversion copywriting or lead magnets or anything like that you deal with on a regular basis that you feel like you are constantly educating people about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, since we're talking about um, email marketing, that is one of my um, topics because I see a lot of uh, people saying, oh, you know, email, email marketing is dead, but email marketing is not dead. I feel like so many people just, they see their inboxes flooded with emails that they don't want to read. And so they look at things from that perspective, but getting the right people on your list through the right type of lead magnet is really key. And once you dial in that kind of like, you know, secret sauce, you're going to see a lot more engagement. So if people aren't buying, it's probably because of the quality of your list, not because they're not interested in what you have to sell. So um, Mm -hmm. I recommend people take time to see who is on their list. And and if they need to just clean it out, you know, if you're not getting engagement, do a, I'm breaking up with you, you know, and say, Hey, make it kind of funny so as not to offend anybody and then take a step back and just say, well, how do I get the right people on the list? So that my email is effective and kind of go back to that whole lead magnet. What do my people really want and need? What's going to give them a quick win? That's always a good place to start. What's a quick win for my audience. And then once they're on my list, how do I continue to bring value um, and, and just keep the audience warm so that when you are ready to ask, you know, when you have an ask to join a program, to buy a program, to join a membership, to buy a product, your audience is fully on board. They trust you. They know you. They like you. I love that. If you're looking at your email marketing and you're just saying it's not working, mm-hmm. it's could just be your list. You just collected the wrong audience. And I think that is so important to look at. Yeah. And it goes right back to that lead magnet because you want to make sure that a lead magnet is speaking to the people who's going to want to hear what you want to (laughs) say after they get that. So that is such a good point. Yeah. I worked with a client last year and um, she had uh, purchased a list from an event that she had gone to. And she was continuing to send emails to those people and they just weren't engaging. And of course, at some point you start paying, you know, you get out of either the free price point in your email um, platform and then they bump you up. So she was paying for names 
for people that were really never going to be interested in, in her product. And so that was one of the first things that we did when we worked together was send out a series of emails to basically call her list. And I think eventually um, she didn't fully delete them. She archived them and put them into a separate category because she could always roll out a prospecting campaign to re-engage with those people. Uh, but yeah, it's it's important to make sure that you have a good quality of list. And lots of times buying emails from a source is not going to be the, place, the way to go. Yes. Yes. I'm always suspicious of anyone who encourages you to purchase any engagement, anything in that, like you're just, that, that's a red flag in my book of, mm, okay. Yeah. Cause like even the podcast industry, there are people who come along and they will promise X amount of listeners and downloads. But when you actually really mm-hmm. break it down, they are sending bots to listen to your podcast episodes for three minutes. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, in every industry, there's always a I'm not sure they're scammers, but like there's just there's just shortcuts that end up not actually serving you in the long run. Yeah, it's one of those. If it sounds too good to be true, probably it is. Kind of <laughs> it like is. It is marketing and all these things. It is a long game, but you want to do it that strategy. So, all right. So, is there any soapbox moments for for you that you just oh, I want people to know this, or maybe we even covered a lot of it already? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to go back to the um to not skipping the research is so, so important. You can have a, a small but mighty audience and reach all of your goals with just the right people on your list. So don't skip the research. Don't just write what you think sounds good or make assumptions about what people actually want. You need to take the time to do the research, the review mining, interviews. And then, and then once you've done that, then you can kind of infuse your your own voice and your own point of view. And then make sure you look at the backend data of, of your campaigns um, so that you can see what's working and what's not. And so then you repeat what's working, you look at what's not working and you figure out you know why and you, and you tweak that and then you just roll it out again and just keep going. It's, it's um, action, course correction, action, course correction, over and over and over. It is. It is. You know, it's like being consistent, but also just, yeah, looking at the own data you have, like just look back and mm-hmm. what worked, what didn't. And don't take it personal. It doesn't work. Just take it as a fact and <laughs> carry on. Right. Um, right. Yes. Okay. So I think some people though, when they think of research and you've touched on this a bit, Mm-hmm. To to some people are not used to doing this. It feels incredibly mm-hmm. abstract. Like, okay, mm-hmm. do I just go into Facebook groups and ask questions? Um, what is that first step that you normally do when it comes to all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna research now? Yeah. So my where I usually start is I'll just go on the internet and I'll go, I'll Google something um that I think is pretty close to what I'm looking for. So um, I recently helped with a, um, to actually um, in, optimize an email sequence that wasn't converting for this client. It was already written. Um, there really wasn't time to rewrite the whole thing, but I felt like there was enough good content there where we could improve on it. And so I went and I Googled what the topic was and I came up with a whole slew of 
comments. Um, this person specifically is in the, um, she's a psychotherapist. She helps patients that have ADHD. And so I type into Google um, things that I know to be true about people with ADHD and executive function skills. And I just found all kinds of comments. Um, it's hard for me to focus on work. My to-do list is growing and never gets done. Um, I pile paper on my desk. Um, I'm agitated when I get home because I didn't get enough stuff done. So all of those things, just by Googling, we, I was then able to weave that into the emails that we already had. So that's a great place to start. Um, interviewing actual customers. If you have actual customers, you know, already an existing business, interview actual customers. And then, like you said, wherever you show up on social media is also a great place. You can just drop a, a, um, a poll or a survey into Facebook. If that's where you are on LinkedIn, if that's where you are, that's also a really great place. Um, and then you can look at like what your competitors are doing, not to swipe, but to see like what kinds of things are they offering. And some of it may be really great and you can find a way to do it better. Some of it might be horrible and say, I am definitely not doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also that's also a really good way to that go. That's so good. You know, you bring up a good point when you just Google and and you said the comments. So you're referring to like the real people who are just responding to things and they're saying it in their yeah. own words. That is perfect. Yes. You can read a blog and that's good. Yes. It's good, but you want like people who are just really sharing their thoughts and their yeah. perspective. Yeah, it's real, it's raw, it's these are real issues and struggles that real people are having. Yeah. It's like me when I'm on Amazon and I always read the comments. Always. I always. <laughs> and I will like judge like, okay, this is a bad review, but I think they're, I just, I think they misunderstood this, you know, cause sometimes you're like, all right, this is not the product. It's the user, you know? And so you're always trying to dissect that. Right. <laughs> right. I am, I do the same thing just for my own personal use. Exactly. If I see something and I want it. I'm like, okay, what do other people have to say? And sometimes I, if I'm already like ready to buy that thing, sometimes it'll sway me not to, but sometimes I'm like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm buying it exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so, so y'all need to approach your audience like you do when you're on Amazon trying to buy something, <laughs> you know, take that curiosity factor and, and go out there. There's so much information out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are some of the offerings? Like what, what are some of the things that you're doing right now in your business that say someone wants to work with you? What would that look like? Yeah. So there are multiple different ways. Obviously it starts with just an initial discovery call a lot, like what we're doing now, just to learn about each other and our businesses and what's going on and, you know, where the person might need help. And then from there, I have several done for you options, um, lead magnet welcome sequence. Uh, if somebody has a program that they're ready to launch, we can work on that together. I try to customize my work and meet people where they are and not just, I mean, I do have, I do have packages where things are bundled together, but not everybody needs the whole mm -hmm. thing. So the packages on my website are really a starting point. And, and then we go from there. Uh, and then if somebody really is just not ready to make um, an investment like that, I have several done with you options where uh, I can do some copy coaching, where I look at something that uh, someone has already written and just 
uh, I'll do like a loom review of what they've written with feedback. And then they take it from there. Um, we can then do a follow-up and see improvements. So there are, are multiple different ways for people either done for you or done with you. And I am rolling out, hopefully within the next month or so, a course, a lead magnet uh, nurture sequence course mm -hmm. should be ready in the fall. And then also copy coaching, which, um, you know, someone can work with me for three months at a time to get a website up and running um, where they're really doing the bulk of the work. And I'm just, they're turning over pieces to me for me to review and tell them how to make improvements. Okay. That is, that is amazing. I love the wide range where, you know, some people done for you, but then there's other people are just, you're, everyone's in different stages of their business. And, you know, maybe like I like to write, right. but I just, I'm not sure. And I just need someone who knows what they're doing. And I love that. So right. copy coaching, would that be really for a business owner? They, they don't mind writing, but they just want to know how to do it better until in the meantime, <laughs> is that who your yes. ideal person? Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yes. Because a lot of my clients say, I really like, I'm re I really think I'm a good writer, but you know, I, my writing is too long or I think I'm missing the point or it takes me too long or I'm just not really sure or it's not converting and I'm not sure why. So all of those scenarios would be perfect for someone to do some copy coaching and it could be long-term or it could be short-term just to, for a specific project. I love it. So I'm also thinking of some other people would that wouldn't be necessarily for somebody who say, I want to be a copywriter. Like, this is what I want to do. That, that, right, that's not, right. that's not the purpose of that. No, yeah. you're helping no. a business owner do what they do. Yes. Well, good. Okay, good. Just yes. want to clarify. Cause you could get some right. calls and be like, that's not, not really my jam. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right now. I mean, they will learn a lot. I do feel like they will learn yeah. a lot, but if they really are looking to, to change careers, there are, are several places out there that do exactly that. Yes. Um, and I would definitely, if I was on a call with someone and that's what they were expressing, I would definitely point them in the right direction. Exactly. You you would know the credible places to go learn. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So to wrap up our conversation, what is inspiring you right now? It could be work-related or not. Oh, Wow. Um, so non-work related, I'm just sort of enjoying the end of the summer here. Um, it's been, uh, I've been so busy right up until I'd say the beginning of August and I have some ongoing work, but a lot of my clients are on vacation. So I'm really like happy to kind of like take some time off yes. and use that time to create some things for my business and, and things like that. Work-wise, I am... I'm really looking for ways to simplify things for my clients. So there's a lot of talk about um, like lead funnels. Why do these funnels have to be so long? Well, I don't know that they necessarily have to be so mm -hmm. long. If, if, if you can get to the point in fewer steps and fewer words, I'm all for that. Everybody is so busy today and we all have like our, I think our attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah myself included. Yes. <laughs> and so, so I am, I am really um, passionate about finding ways to 
simplify things, make things shorter and easier to digest. And I'm kind of on a journey myself of discovering how I can make that happen and help my clients make that happen too. Okay. That is perfect. It is so true. We can make things so complicated and simple is so much better. (laughs) I love it. So where can people find you online? Where do you hang out the most? I am on LinkedIn every day. Uh, I, I post most days, at least five days out of the week. So I post on LinkedIn and sometimes it's, you know, actionable steps. Sometimes I'm teaching, uh, but not always. Sometimes I have like silly, goofy stories because I want people to know more about me. And I want to encourage other people to do the same thing. It's okay to show people who you really are. So I'm on LinkedIn often, occasionally on Facebook, but not quite so much anymore. I'm really usually there just to support my clients who are there mm-hmm. and engage with them. Okay. Uh, and then anybody on my website. And those all be in the show notes for people to click. And so I encourage everyone to go connect with Toby. She has excellent content and just thank you so much for sharing your expertise with my audience and I just love that people have so many things they could take away from this and actually start working on it. So thank you. All right, friends, you know what to do. So Toby hangs out on LinkedIn the most. So I highly recommend you to make a new connection with Toby on LinkedIn. Tell her what you heard on this podcast and what resonated with you, or maybe even jump on a coffee chat and make a new connection. And most of all, if you're looking for Toby, someone like Toby, book that discovery call and begin to make that new partnership and work together. So a little behind the scenes of the discovery call podcast. Up until this point, you have been listening to interviews that have been recorded in 2022. In fact, I'm pretty sure most of them were recorded probably in the fall or before the fall of 2022. And after this particular season, I made a commitment like I am going to interview somebody and their podcast episode is going to go out about 30 days later. And oh my goodness, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have a kitten. All right, I'm just gonna tell you all, I have a kitten. Kittens are insane. And I closed the door to this room thinking I would keep the kitten out of here and all of a sudden my cat's here. Oh my gosh, cats are ninjas. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I swear, okay, I'm gonna tell you all this because you're still here and apparently you wanna hang out with me. This kitten has killed our beta fish. <laughs> tragically killer beta fish. I mean, he was found on the floor, missing eyeballs and chewed on. And um, he plays in the toilet. He jumps in the bathtub with kids. Like I am pretty convinced I got the strangest cat ever. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, the podcast. So everything up until now this year has been recorded last year. And starting next two weeks, I'm going to be having some guests that I've recently talked to. And I'm really proud of myself. I'm not going to make people wait six months before their episode comes out. It's my new motto. So I'm excited for you to meet all the awesome people I'm going to be interviewing this year. I thank you for joining me on this ride, for meeting my cat, hearing about my dead fish. And hey, let's do this again. I'll see you again in two weeks on another discovery call.